episode of uh, Stock Talk. This is actually episode 21. Uh, my name is Amin Reina. I'm an investment coach uh, here at Sage Investors. And today I want to talk about, uh, I've had a little bit of time to reflect in the last few days uh, on some of the events that went on last week uh, in the markets. And I came to a conclusion, I think last week was a very much a, a game changer moment in terms of sort of uh, the, in terms of where the, the market could be heading. And uh, and it really culminated with uh, the speech last week that the Federal Reserve Chairman Janet Yellen made uh, at the New York Club. And uh, just kind of to get to that point, uh, just go back a few steps to see how we got to that point. And I can explain more about it. I think it was a game changer moment. So let's go back to December and when the Federal Reserve, for the first time in eons, uh, went out there and decided to increase interest rates. And uh, a lot of people thought that was. Uh, we're pounding the table for it, me included, because I think there was such a disconnect right now between where interest rates were and are and where the overall economy is going and uh, currently at. And so there, there just needed to be a repricing of risk. And uh, the Federal Reserve, for the first time in December, made a move to increase interest rates. And they also, at the time, kind of gave a bit of a signal that this was not just a one-shot deal, that they would uh, gradually increase interest rates over time, normalize it. And uh, they even gave it like a, a timeline, sort of like uh, they were saying like in 2016, they were looking at maybe increasing rates again, like another four times. So it was, they kind of put it out there. And uh, so what was the impact of that? Well, it kind of led to the U.S. dollar continuing to go up and uh, having an impact in terms of exports. But more importantly, it, it triggered a downfall in a continuous down, uh, precipitous downfall in oil prices. And uh, then we let, which came into January, where we got a huge pullback in the markets, a huge correction. Part of it was due to this whole uh, concept of now interest rates were going to start trending up, which is not great for stocks because uh, increasing interest rates increases interest costs, which uh, you know puts a skimp on prop uh, profits. So, uh, so we had all this stuff going on in January, and the market just started really crabbing out. Then, <clears throat> it's what it seems to be like a reactive kind of tone. Uh, some of the people on the Federal Reserve started getting out there and kind of started, in a way, trying to talk things down a bit and saying, you know what, whoa, 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 we're, you know, we're going to increase interest rates, but you know, we won't necessarily have to do it at a really crazy pace. We'll just, we'll take our time and we'll see what the information, the data is out, uh, what kind of, because we're data dependent, you know, whatever that means. Uh, who isn't data dependent? Uh, We'll see what happens, and we'll we'll take a more uh, cautious turn. And so the market's kind of like that, and it calmed down a little bit. But then it got interesting because then all of a sudden you saw a whole bunch of Federal Reserve issue uh, officials started getting out there and started saying, you know what, we might just uh, continue hiking interest rates. And again, people started to get a little bit antsy uh, about that. And then let's just so that brings us all back down to last week, where the chairman of the Federal Reserve. Uh, made a speech at the New York Club, and she pretty much kiboshed all the talk of interest rates going up uh, anytime in the near future. It was a very cautious speech, and it really didn't, nothing that she said really signaled that rates are going to be going up. And in fact, they're probably going to stay where they are, and if anything, they might go down if conditions warrant. Um, 
And this is in the context of a whole where the job numbers came out last week and they were over 200,000, which is sort of that benchmark. If the U.S. economy is generating 200,000 jobs plus per month, it's, it's a really, it's a healthy sign of the economy. You have other indicators out there that the economy is going much better than it was many years ago uh, in terms of uh, exports. The, if you just do a scan of the uh, L.A. ports, it's actually doing booming business. It's uh, like record, uh, record uh, volumes of products and goods are going through that, one of the largest ports in the U.S. Um, so everything out there, real estate prices are going up, people are working, all good signs of, of, a, not of a healthy economy, not an economy that's going into a recession or anything. So you know, why drop interest rates? Um, and so there's this huge disconnect between what the leader of the Federal Reserve is saying and what her minions are saying. And uh, it's creating a lot of kind of uncertainty and kind of clouding a lot of the, there's not a lot of clarity coming out of what is uh, such a significant institution. So the impact now basically of what she said, uh, interest rates look like, looking like they're not going anywhere, is that you're going to start seeing certain things happening. That could, one thing is U.S. dollar now starting to pull back. If the U.S. dollar is pulling back, that means U.S. goods and services are cheaper, which means they're going to be more competitive, which they can generate more revenues, which increases uh, profits, which increases potentially stock prices. Um, the flip side of it also is that a lower dollar, a lower U.S. dollar is going to put a bit of a, uh, there's an inverse relationship between the U.S. dollar and commodity prices. So if the U.S. dollar starts tracking downward, well, that's going to put upward pressure on commodity prices like oil, gold, and we're seeing that now. Gold is at, you know, has been surging the last 15% this year, and the, the oil prices, forget about the supply-demand concept about their oversupply, oil prices have been up. Remember, they were around $25, and now they're at, and they're 40. Well, now they're about 36. But anyway, and the other key impact that kind of is a, a bit of a game changer moment is in terms of if the U.S. dollar tracks down, um, like for people like me who hold in Canada, I'm up in Canada, uh, who hold uh, a lot of U.S. dollar kind of assets or stocks. Well, a weaker U.S. dollar is going to put a, it's going to cut my returns on my portfolio. So that's kind of a, that's a negative game changer moment from that perspective. But the reality is uh, the fact that uh, Miss Yellen called, or I call her DJJL, um, Signal basically overruled her committee and just said, you know what, we're not doing anything right now, is a real significant moment because I think it, what it's doing, what she's saying is that the party is going on and we're going to keep interest rates low and we're going to keep printing money and flooding money into the system. And what that means is all this excess money is going to continue, continuously look for a place to park. And again, the, the best place to park, the best party in town right now, and has been for the last five years, has been stocks. So it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, stock prices kind of track up in the short to medium term. And uh, a lot of it is just purely by the signaling that we got um, last week. And one of the tenets, I guess, of investing is you really don't fight the Fed. If the Fed says interest rates are staying low, you just it's hard to want to take the other side of the trade because usually that's the way it go what they signal it out kind of is how things tend to play out. It's one of the few actually places where you really don't want to be too contrarian to, to what the uh, consensus is thinking on that. Um, in terms of a learning point out of this whole confusion, I guess, um, 
it's the reality is one thing we know a lot now about the Federal Reserve, as much as they say they're not dependent upon what stock prices are doing, they're clearly dependent. A lot of the decision making and policy issues that have, uh, announcements that have come in the last year or plus two have really been stock market driven. And it's just basically if Wall Street freaks out on something, the, head, the Fed gets cold feet. And uh, the fact that they increased rates in December and then basically backed off when there's really no reason to back off just shows how, you know, how a lot of, well, well, let's just call it what it is. It's got a lot of cold feet and they just don't have the guts to do it. And uh, clearly it's, it shows that they're totally stock market dependent. They're not dependent as much on the economic data because the data's been great. And the reason why, why are they not doing anything? Second thing is clearly they're not worried. They're worried about stock prices. But the thing that what they've really clearly shows now is they're worried about more about deflation. They're worried about getting into a situation where they become kind of where the U.S. kind of goes down the road that Japan went down, and basically gets stuck with like mediocre economic growth and falling prices. And if you see how Japan's evolved in the last 15 to 20 years, it's pretty crappy. And uh, clearly, they're freaked out about that whole issue. So uh, it's clearly all about deflation, and they're not going to say it. No one's going to say it. Um, but the fact that it's out there, and the fact that they actually talked about. Even talk, even just blurted the words out. Negative interest rates even tells you that to be how their mindset is, and it is kind of concerning. So right now, the events that have gone on, I see basically a short-term kind of pop. It wouldn't surprise me to see a short-term uh, pop in stock prices, but then you know, as I said, uh, if you've been following any of my episodes of Stock Talk, I've been constantly talking about stock prices being overvalued, and uh, over the long term, there's a correction out there that's going to be pretty weird and pretty ugly. And uh, we thought the one that was January was the precursor, but it doesn't look like it. But it's just the ingredients are out there um, for a, a severe uh, pullback in stock prices um, in the long term. So I just want to show you that because I thought the events that last week, after thinking about it, I thought, you know what, this is this is not a good thing. That's that's uh, yeah, it's not a good thing in the long term. But it, it's it's it, there's some sig clear signals that are uh, coming out there uh, in the short term short to medium term. So from an investor, you just kind of play that play that off and uh, make your decisions accordingly. So I thought I just want to share with you sort of like my mind map on, uh, on that whole thing. Um, that's all I got for you. That's another edition of uh, Stock Talk. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to sh shout out either through, direct, uh, through Twitter. I'm usually on Twitter all the time. Um, at Sage Investors is my handle, so direct message me. Or uh, give a shout out through my uh, through email, through my website, www.sageinvestors.ca. So that's, that's all I got for you today. We'll uh, catch you again. My name is Amin Reina from Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again.